Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra strong with Arm and Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Change Agent's Dilemma for Tuesday, October 13th, 2009 on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Stagel, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, as I do every two weeks on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. This show is one of the many ways I help equip individuals to lead organizational change at Enclaria LLC. The Change Agent's Dilemma is how to influence change without direct authority and control. And today, the topic title is Accountability is Meaningless Without a Definition. So I'll be talking about what what accountability, (laughs) say that three times fast, what accountability is and what its key components are. So when I say accountability is meaningless, really... It's not so much that accountability is meaningless. It's actually very meaningful, or we attribute a lot of meaning to the word. And even just saying accountability, you kind of get a little bit scrunched up and defensive maybe. And, and, you know, what do people think about when they hear accountability? Well, typically it's something like punishment or trying to find blame, find someone to blame for something that went wrong. You know, one of the things that I think of when I think about accountability is uh, a guy that I used to work with a few years ago who he'd – always tell me, you know, no one else around here is being held accountable but me, you know, which means, well, everyone else is getting away with things and breaking rules or doing things wrong, and they're not getting any blame for it or they're not getting in trouble. But I do one little thing and I get in trouble. You know, that's that's the kind of thing that he attributed to accountability. So we have this negative connotation that isn't very meaningful to us, as we try to implement change, you know, if, we're, if we try to hold someone accountable or even use the word, uh, you know, people automatically just get defensive and it's not very useful to us. So I'd like to, to put a different frame on it, on the word accountability. And look at a Gallup. Gallup has done extensive research determining what the 12 elements of great managing are. And what that means is they looked at 12 state, or they found 12 statements that have emerged as those that best predict what employee, best predict employee and work group performance. And nowhere on that list do you find, you know, I get in trouble if I do something wrong, right? Uh, the first thing on the list actually is I know what is expected of me at work. So I know what is expected of me at work. That's one of the key things that contributes to people feeling engaged at work and to to contributing to performance at work. And so I'd like to change the way that we look at accountability because really it's about communicating what is expected, which is what people seem to want, and then letting people know what's going to happen if they do it and if, or if they don't do it. So in the context of change in particular, accountability is very important because if you're not setting expectations for what you want or what you need people to do, or to accomplish, change is not going to be very easy to do. So accountability is very important for change. So without going to the definition yet, I'd like to just talk about what does accountability look like in your organization. And here's some examples of how you might uh, find out. 
you know, look at what happens in a meeting if someone doesn't meet their goal or their deadline. You know, if somebody had a list of tasks for a meeting and people show up and they haven't done them, what happens? You know, does the team just ignore what happened? Uh, do people, are they allowed to make excuses for why they didn't accomplish what they were told that they needed to accomplish or that they had even said, yes, I'm going to do that? You know, does somebody chew them out, get angry, and yell at them in front of everyone? Or do people say, okay, that's not okay to not do what you said you were going to do, but how can we help? How can we make sure that it doesn't happen again? more in a positive manner. You know, how can we help do this so we can all accomplish what we're trying to accomplish? You can also look at company policies. You know, what happens if someone violates a policy? Are policies truly policies, which I would say are like black and white? You either are following them or you're not. Are they more like guidelines for managers to use their own discretion? So what happens if someone violates a policy? And even what happens if someone... Um, meets a deadline or accomplishes their goal? What's the reward or what happens to people on the positive side when they accomplish something? Another one is if there's garbage on the floor, what happens? If someone walks by a piece of garbage that's on the floor in your office or in your plant or whatever, wherever you are, do, do they pretend that it's not there, even if they really saw it? Do they pick it up and throw it away themselves? Or do they find the person whose job it is to pick it up and tell them, hey, you missed a spot? Okay. So those are some of the ways that you can get a feeling for what accountability is like in your organization. So moving on to the definition, if you look in the dictionary, the definition of accountability is the state of being accountable, liable, or answerable. Okay. Well, that's not exactly helpful to say that accountability is the state of being accountable, right? But intuitively, we tend to replace the word accountable with responsible. So if a warehouse clerk is accountable or responsible for having accurate parts inventory every month, a human resources director is accountable for ensuring that the company heaves employment laws, a CEO is accountable for achieving business results. So you can say that each person is responsible for achieving something or for doing something. That's p part of accountability. But there's something else to it. It's not just about being responsible for something. There's this component of being answerable. So accountability involves someone else. You're accountable to someone else. So accountability requires that someone has a stake in whether or not the result or the behavior or the activity is actually achieved or done. And then I'll even add another component to this, which is that the person who's responsible for the result must have some kind of a stake in achieving the outcome. So there must be some kind of consequence or something that happens next if they achieve it or if they don't. Uh, you know, so based on whether, the, whether or not the outcome is achieved, someone has a stake in, in what that outcome is. So here's what I would say is the concise, you know, one-sentence definition of accountability. Accountability is a promise to yourself and others to deliver specific, defined behaviors and results with consequences. So I'll just say that one more time. Accountability is a promise to yourself and others to deliver specific, defined behaviors and results with consequences. So when you have 
an instance, a circumstance where you need accountability in an organization or as you implement change, there are four questions that you want to ask yourself to make sure that you've covered all the components of that definition. So the first one is accountable for what? So what do you want to have done? Um, and there's two different ways to look at this. You can have accountability for results, or you can have accountability for activities or behaviors. So results would be a simple example. Let's say you want to lose 20 pounds. So a result would be that you're accountable for losing 20 pounds. <clears throat> so an activity would be the way that you're going to do that. So you could be accountable for going to the gym three times a week for an hour in order to accomplish that result. And so you can hold people accountable for results, or you can hold people accountable for activities and behaviors. And there's different reasons why you would do one or the other or both. You know, if people can use their own discretion and creativity and you don't really care about how they get something done, you can hold people accountable just for results. So just for the end outcome that you want to achieve, and then they can figure out how they want to do it themselves. In fact, I've, I've read articles and seen books that say that that's really the only way to do it, um, that you, you want to give people the license to do it the way that they want to. And I've actually, I, when I had first read that, I said, yeah, that really makes sense. And then I started thinking about, well, in the context of change, sometimes the results that you're getting are actually okay, but it's the way that they're being done that needs to change. And so there are times when it's important to have specific activities that are required in order to meet the results, and you can hold people accountable to activities. So there's a little caveat here, though. If there is a cause and effect assumption, so if you assume that if I go to the gym three times a week for an hour, then at some point I will have lost 20 pounds, then you can't hold people accountable for the activity and then get mad if they don't achieve the result, right? If you're making that cause and effect assumption for them and, and, uh, and then it doesn't happen, you know, it's a little tricky whether or not you can hold them accountable for both. Now, if they sign on and say, yeah, I agree that that's the cause and effect, and then you're accountable for both, then there might be, you know, they have to have those behaviors that they do, but they also are responsible for the result. So, you know, it could be a little bit tricky. And that's, again, the reason that I say that we want to define what accountability is in each situation. It's important to have this discussion and say, how exactly are we going to hold people accountable for what? Okay. So the second question that you want to ask yourself is who is accountable? Who is accountable? Now this might seem pretty obvious that, you know, if it's my project, I'm responsible for the results that are, you know, for achieving that result on time, on budget, that kind of thing. But it can, it can get a little bit tricky. You know, ideally, you'd say accountability is not shared between two different individuals. That way that people have clear expectations, okay, this is specifically what I'm responsible for doing. Because if you have two people that are responsible for the same thing, it's easy to pass the buck, let's say. Say, well, we were both responsible and I didn't do it, but he didn't do it either, right? <laughs> that kind of a thing. So you want to try to avoid that, but sometimes it's not always avoidable. Uh, some tricky situations, or at least th 
situations that you would want to have this discussion specifically about who is accountable for what. One is when something is delegated. So if I have a manager, let's say I'm a project leader, I'm responsible for delivering something on time, on budget, and I also have a boss who is responsible for the same project being on time and on budget. You know, what exactly is, how does the accountability work in that situation? You know, who are, who am I accountable to? Who are they accountable to? And what exactly are we accountable to independently? So that's one situation where accountability is really shared, but at the same time it might be different depending on which person you are. And also in the context of teams, you know, a whole team might be responsible for achieving achieving results, but individual team members are typically accountable for different pieces of what the team is trying to do. So how does accountability look like for the entire team? Is the whole team accountable for the result? Is there a team leader who's more accountable and then they hold everyone else accountable? Uh, just something important to discuss and identify who is accountable. So the third question is to whom? Now I said in the definition that accountability is a promise to yourself and to others to accomplish something. And so I'd like to just talk about the two pieces. A promise to yourself. So if you're being held accountable for something, then it's your personal commitment to do something. You can't really be held accountable really for something you don't sign up for or don't agree to do. That's just not going to work, right? So everyone is accountable first to him or herself about the results that they're uh, trying to accomplish. So the result must be achieved within the scope of your own personal values, within your ethics, and within your own abilities. So you don't want to sign up for something, yes, I'm going to do that, but I don't really, I don't think I can, right? <laughs> That's just not going to work. So accountability is a promise to yourself first to get it done. And then it's also a promise to someone else. We go back to, you know, accountability is about being answerable for the results. Well, you have to be answerable to someone. So you need to identify the party or parties who have a stake in the outcome. <clears throat> and if there's more than one stakeholder especially, determine what the expected outcomes are and if they're the same. If they're different, then you want to have some kind of agreement or figure out exactly what, the outcomes should be, how they're related, are they at cross purposes, you know, really figure out who is it that wants what to happen. And in the context of change, I think it's especially important to say, uh, if we go back to the, the very first episode of this show, I talked about the roles and relationships of change. I talked about there are change agents who uh, are working through leaders to change an organization. And so when we talk about to whom people are accountable within a change initiative, I would say it's hardly ever the change agent because usually that person doesn't have the authority to hold someone accountable. So I would watch out for that if someone is saying that you are accountable as a change agent versus the leader, or sorry, if, if someone is accountable to you as a change agent versus someone being accountable to their boss for what they're trying to do, for example. And then the last question is, what are the consequences? And I know consequences are, a, it's a loaded word. 
it has a negative connotation, so I apologize for that. But it's really about what happens if I do this, what happens if I don't do this. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about rewards and punishment. In fact, that's probably the last thing that you want to do because of all the connotations, and it's difficult. Incentives are difficult. Um, so when we talk about what happens if I do this, you know, really, what's the reason? What's the expected outcome? If I complete this project on time and on budget, then let's say customers are going to be happier. They'll get what they want, or, or you know, shareholders will get more money, or whatever it is. Whoever you know, the to whom, those people. What is the outcome for them that they're expecting? You know, let that be the motivator. Um, so you can have, you know, if people are achieving a result, they can also get pride and recognition for doing that. And if they don't do it, then there's also the piece that's uh, disappointment in not achieving it. It could be some kind of, um, I mean, I don't really want to say shame and humiliation, but there's that peer pressure aspect of not getting something done. That can be what happens if I don't. So I would start there. And then there are always the options of having some kind of rewards for accomplishing something and punishment for not accomplishing something. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about that, although I don't want to get too deep into the concept of incentives because I think that could be a whole other show and it probably will be at some future point. But what I'd like to say about that is that when you're talking about accountability for results, and the results have some kind of reward or punishment, that accountability is not conditional. What I mean is that if you accept unconditional responsibility, then that means there are no excuses, there's no one to blame for not accomplishing something, even if events are beyond that person's control. So I'll give you an example of uh, something that actually happened Several years ago, I was part of a bonus program for managers, and um, what happened is we had a, a profit goal, and if we didn't, if we reached the profit goal, we got a certain bonus. If we missed it, then we wouldn't get it, and that was the rule. That was the thing we signed up for. And what happened one year was that we didn't hit it, and so what happened is the the owners of the company said, you know. We know you didn't hit it. We know it was the economy or whatever it was at the time. And so we had an excuse. And what they did, generously I'll say, they gave us half of our bonus and said, we know you tried hard, um, so we're going to give you some of it. And, you know, at the time I thought, oh, you know, this is not good as far as accountability goes. Of course, I thought it was very generous. I appreciated it, and I didn't feel strongly enough, I guess, about it to say, no, I don't want to keep it. Um, but <clears throat> but I did have this little pang that was like, oh, this is not good from accountability because all of a sudden it didn't really matter if we reached our goals or not. And we, if we were able to make an excuse for it, it was okay. And so I just wanted to warn against that, that, you know, in subsequent years, and it wasn't, you know, we didn't necessarily try as hard. I wouldn't say that. We, we wouldn't try. I, didn't say, I wouldn't say that we didn't try as hard, but it just felt like, well, the, the bonus program didn't have quite the meat that it did before. Okay, so I just want to warn against that. So if you don't achieve a result, 
then if if the rule is as far as accountability that you don't get something then then stick to it really that's the important thing is that whatever you say you're going to do you need to do it based on the result now that doesn't mean that you can't reward somebody for trying hard outside of that accountability you know, if you do want to um, still give people something for trying hard, I think that that's good and it's generous. But I just would keep it separate and don't link it to um, the result um, or the accountability. Okay. So just to summarize, I've got the definition for accountability is that it's a promise to yourself and others to deliver specific design behavior and results with consequences. And there's four questions that you want to ask yourself when assigning accountability in any situation. You want to answer accountable for what? So start with what exactly do you want to have accomplished? Or what exactly do you want people to do? How do you want people to change the way that they're doing things? So that's the first question. The second question is, who is accountable? Exactly who is it that needs to do the thing, you know, either the behavior or who needs to accomplish the result? Who is responsible for doing it? The third question is, accountable to whom? So who is it that really cares that this is done? And is it, if it's multiple people, figure out what the what is. <laughs> So, um, and, and uh, rectifying that if it's different. And then the last question is, what are the consequences? Really, what's going to happen if I do this? What's going to happen if I don't do this? So if you have those four pieces, if you answer those four questions, you'll have a better definition for what accountability means within your change initiative, within your project, for yourself, within your team, however you want to define the scope of this accountability. And I would say that if you're missing an answer, then you don't have a complete picture of what accountability is. So if you don't have consequences, if you don't have a reason for people to do something, then there's a key motivation factor missing. You know, if you don't know who is who you're accountable to, it really lessens exactly what the meaning is of accountability. And if you don't know what the expectations are, then you won't know what you're supposed to be doing if it's not specific. And if you don't know who's accountable, then that's just, <laughs> you just don't know who it is and no one, no one will, nothing will get done if you don't know who's accountable. So those are the four questions and that's the definition that I have for accountability. In two weeks, I will be talking about the tips for having difficult conversations with leaders because there comes a time in every change agent's career, in fact, multiple times, when you need to have a talk that you really don't want to have, and especially with leaders because that can be a touchy situation. So the next episode is coming up on Tuesday, October 27, 2009 at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. In the meantime, if you would like to see how we might work together to influence change in your organization, please visit www.enclaria.com. Thank you for listening to The Change Agent's Dilemma. Take care and best wishes for your change initiative.
Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags, always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. They're our best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm and Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. They're our best bags yet. And they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty.